Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter on Revolver. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 88 of Hashtag No Filter. This episode, oh my gosh, it, I I mentioned this on my Instagram stories last week, I think, Um, this was kind of like a therapy session wasn't scripted that way. It wasn't planned for it. That wasn't a plan. But the direction the episode took, I mean, this is definitely like the most vulnerable I've gotten on a podcast episode and could be one of the deeper podcast episodes um, out of the last uh, 87 of them. And oh my gosh, it was so good. So this interview is with Ali Nada. Ali Nada is the founder of Connective Consulting, which is a creative agency based in Chicago. This is not your normal creative agency. It is so beyond a creative agency. As I say to Ali on the podcast, I'm like, so you're basically also therapists, but they're really, they're, they're helping their clients with their personal brand. But their approach to it is just so refreshing and one I have not seen in all the creative agencies I've talked to, dealt with, you know, uh, worked with. And it's truly, uh, like I said, refreshing. And it's their authenticity, their their passion behind it. It's so, you're gonna hear it in Allie's voice. You're gonna hear it in this conversation. It's pretty remarkable. Um, I met Allie over Zoom uh, with two other girls at our office a few, a few weeks ago. And then I was like, I need to have this girl on the podcast. Like, done, need to have you on the podcast. And here we are. Uh, It was an hour-long episode that was so enjoyable. I love Allie's story. It is so inspiring. And I just, I love this woman. She's amazing. I I tell her in voice notes uh, often during the week that I'm obsessed with you. Uh, But she's, you're going to fall in love with her. She's unbelievable. And we, you know, we have a lot of similarities. Uh, We've both been divorced. We um, had some similarities in terms of, um, kind of not career paths but a little bit but more about like um how and why we got into what we're doing and there's just a lot of crossover and it was just a really good conversation so like I said part of it is a therapy session where I I get real and Allie pulls it out of me and and we also talked I mean we talked about so many different things um you know about personal branding and your passion and your purpose and and you know how your past really, really can affect the trajectory of your life moving forward and imposter syndrome and perfection and so, so much. Uh, Pendulum swings, you know, the the importance of the heartbeat of a brand, connection in general, and, and so much more. And uh, I could I could give an intro on this on Allie and this conversation forever, so I I should stop so this intro isn't that long. But anyway, you're really gonna I think you're gonna love it. Um, enjoy this episode. If you are subscribed to Patreon, uh, get excited because there are bonus clips that are just available on Patreon. If you're not subscribed to Patreon, be sure to sign up or check out the different tiers at patreon.com slash Julie Lauren. 
And without further ado, here's Ali Nada on episode 88 of Hashtag No Filter. Welcome to Hashtag No Filter, Ali. Hi. Thanks for having me, Julie. I'm so excited you're here. You're, no, we're not here. We're not together. But I'm so excited you're on the podcast right now. I am thrilled. Like the moment that the introduction happened uh, to you, I instantly knew that we were going to be friends. So yeah, uh, one thousand percent. Do you like that? I think it's funny that I emailed you after we had a phone call, and I emailed you, and I was like, "Do you guys drink wine? Like, if you don't, God forbid." And you're like, "Yes, Julie." I mean, and like, if I had said no, first of all, you should not have me on your podcast, and second of all, we could not be friends, right? That would just be really strange to be friends with someone who doesn't drink wine. Correct. Exactly my point. Exactly. So I'm so excited to hear it. So before we get into all the questions and guys, this might be a little bit of a juicy episode because we have lots of Mm. not just professional things to talk about, but personal um, stuff that we relate on. But first, can you give everyone a little background, who you are, what you do, how you got to where you are in a nutshell? Yeah. Who am I? (laughs) Um, You know, I in, I was I'm born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, and I moved to Chicago about uh, a little over five years ago. Um, I was working for Lululemon. Lululemon brought me out here, um, and the company is incredible. Like that, that was a. I mean, when they asked me to come out here, it was a given that that I would. And so um, I was out here running. Uh, spearheading digital strategy for Lululemon um, for the region of Chicago. And in the midst of me working for an incredibly mindful company, it became really evident that all areas of my life weren't as mindful. Um, I was raised by a single mom. Uh, She's very, very, very hardworking, really had, you know, a a difficult childhood, a difficult childhood, right? Like I, I was forced to grow up, I think a little faster, um, than, than you traditionally would at, at, at that age. And, um, it, it set me up for success. It did set me up for success, but there are still, um, you know, parts of my past that also hold me back. Uh, but because of my past, I ended up getting married to someone who really didn't align with, 100% who I am as a human um, and who I wanted to be and who I wanted to become. And so in the midst of me working for an incredibly mindful company, that became even more evident. And in the midst of me really falling in love with my job and what I, what I did for Lululemon, it became even that much more evident. So Mm -hmm. I uh, went through a pretty rough divorce that was stretched out much longer than it needed to be. And in the midst of me going through that, I decided with like $15 to my name that it would be really awesome to start a business. Mm-hmm. And if I was- As one does, as one does. If I was already <laughs> uncomfortable, I just, I just needed to get a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, and so I moved into like a 300 or like 400 square foot, felt like 300 or maybe even 200 square foot um, apartment, right? In, in Lakeview uh, and really went from having a 
boat in Chicago and living in a luxury high rise building to that. So there, every area of my life was really uncomfortable. And in the midst of me being really uncomfortable, I started that business. And in less than two, in, in less than two months, actually, we had over 15 monthly retainer clients and fast forward to today, um, connective consulting, our creative agency has impacted over 250 brands. So I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's, it's talking about it. It's really quite crazy. You know, me talking about it now, I lead with my story and I lead with who I am. And I really do truly tell it uh, how it is. But sometimes, depending on the days that I talk about it, depending on how the business is and how my relationships are, it can be either easier or it can be harder. Um, but I do definitely, I am grateful for my story and I help others tell their story through our creative agency. So right. that is my passion. That is my purpose today. And uh, we have, you know, 10 team members, uh, a full-time chief creative officer who's absolutely incredible. She's like my biz partner and a very good friend. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, I wouldn't change anything, but I think that still as an entrepreneur, um, I struggle with this balance of uh, success in entrepreneurship and success in relationships at the same time. So like in tandem, in, in tandem. Yeah. So that's really, yeah, that's, that's me. That's me, Julie. Wow. I mean, you like when I, when I heard this story the first time on the phone last week, I was blown away, like $15 to your name, starting this business, going through this divorce. So, oh my, okay. There's so many things and I want to talk the about. Part so, that I like didn't say too, by the way, is not only did I like have $15 in my bank account at all times, a lot of times it actually was negative 15. Um, but oh. I had debt, like a lot of debt. So, uh, it was, it was negative, you know, 15,000 plus. <laughs> so the $15 really wasn't even mine, to be honest. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's so inspiring because what you've built. So I guess first, can you talk a little bit more about, um, connective consulting just so people understand what that is? Because yeah. it, I was so blown away when we talked about it on, on your, your, well, you talk about it and then I'll explain. I want you to explain yeah. it and then I'll talk. I loved it so much. Yeah. So Connective Consulting is a creative agency. Uh, we are rooted in personal brand integration and intentional marketing. Our approach is really unlike any other. We are not a niche agency per the industries that we focus on. We are a niche agency um, through our formula for success. And that formula for success for all brands and businesses, both personal brands, right? Influencers um, and, mm -hmm. and larger corporations really, really comes from being extraordinarily rooted in your brand and that brand's message and that brand's objective and that brand's desire for impact. Um, and so also as a brand or as a business, we have people that we are either in collaboration with or that help make up that organization to, uh, to further, to further that business's success. So how we incorporate them within the brand is also equally as important. It, we hire people and we collaborate with people for very specific reasons. 
And we should be leaning in to who they are over what they do or what their role is. And that is really ultimately what we teach is to totally lean into who you are over what you do. Um, we have workshops uh, that we recently launched um, it under the umbrella of the accidental influencer. So I love the play on hashtag no filter because what really is an influencer, right? Um, and, right. And, and the accidental influencer approach comes from really uh, this curriculum that we built out over the last four years of being you know, a, a, an agency. And it started with me getting really, really clear on my personal brand and the success of our business didn't happen. The business didn't even begin until I became really rooted and very clear, uh, in, in my, in my offerings, my impact and my personal brand. So we, right. yeah. And it's, it's just, it's just crazy the difference that it makes when you lead with your heart over the transaction and the scarcity exactly. that begins to fade away when you do so and the abundance that kicks in. So it, yeah, I mean, we, we teach that and I'm passionate about it. You heard it on our, you know, our first intro call, like yeah. it lights me the fuck and you can tell, like, so we're not on video right now because then we didn't do video, but on our call, we were on video and you can tell when you're talking about it, how passionate you are and how authentically passionate you are. And I think that's what blew me away. So when I started saying, tell us more about connective consulting, yeah. one of the reasons I was so like, oh my God, cause I've never really had a conversation and I've had a lot of conversations with different creative agencies. Yeah. The, the authenticity behind you guys, if you can like feel it and, yeah. and you can't always feel that because a lot of these people are just, you know, it's about the money. It's about, the, you know, it's not coming from the core of the, the person. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's the opposite, it's, right? It's like 80% you and 20% what you do and right. how you go into collaborating and relationship that really ultimately shapes the trajectory of your success. Um, it's, it's, you know, like, let's take, I just gave this example the other night, right? Uh, in our very first workshop called Activate, it's four weeks long. You know, it's like 550 bucks, a super digestible mm -hmm. price. And you get lots of information. It's really our discover wow. session that we normally do one-on-one -on -one in three hours. It's that, but spread over the course of four weeks and live with me. And so one of the things that, one of the examples that I used is I said, you know, we're very rooted in passion and purpose and passion and purpose is your personal brand. What's really great about passion and purpose is that it doesn't matter where your money source comes from if you are rooted in your purpose and you really utilize your passions in a non-transactional way, the outcome of that is greater than any, you know, algorithm, ad, networking event, anything else that you could possibly do when it comes to marketing you. And so one of the examples that I gave is when it comes to passion, it's really important to identify the difference between, um, you know, what the, what you're passionate about in your doing and what you're just truly passionate 
about. And there's that's non-transactional. So let's say, let's take beauty counter for an example, right? Like the yeah. idea is someone comes to me and they say, hey, Al, I want to grow my, my social media presence um, and I want to sell more beauty counter through social media. And I go on their account and I see that literally every single thing that's on their account is beauty counter. Now, am I going to want to talk to Karen who sells beauty counter? Yes or no. If that's the only thing she leads with. Probably no. Because it's very salesy. It's It's very right. Super sales forward. Um, But instead, if Karen were to come to me and say, hey, Allie, you know, my passion is to sell beauty counter. I would counter that with no, Karen, what I'm hearing from you is that you're passionate about women feeling really confident and comfortable in their skin. Is that something that you desire? Yes or no? She's going to say yes. And then I'm going to say, where does that come from? And it's probably a past experience. And our purpose comes from what we know, what we do, and how we want to serve the world. So I'm going to say, hey, Karen, did you maybe not feel super confident and great about yourself at one point in your life? And she's going to say, yeah, I felt that my entire childhood. And I say, okay, so what do you know now? Oh, I went to school to be an esthetician and I just really enjoy beauty counter or I came across beauty counter and it changed my life. Okay. So you use beauty counter. That's what you do. And now you started, you've started to sell it and you're allowing women to feel you're offering women, um, you know, uh, some, something that makes them feel absolutely incredible in their skin because you didn't have that. It doesn't matter though, if you sell beauty counter, if you sell Arbonne, the thing that stays consistent is that you ultimately your large purpose that you have on this world or in, in this world is to really help women feel truly confident in their skin. Right. That is such a good example and it makes so much sense. And it's so why is it, do you think that people, whether it's influencers, you know, people trying to start their own brand of some kind, why is it that so many, it doesn't feel like it's coming from, like, do they just not know, like to not just make it so salesy? Do they not know to like look inward? Like, I feel like your agency is part therapy. (laughs) It on it, honestly, Julie, it really is to be yeah, I mean, to be really honest, because we're, because there's no filter here, um, right. I just think that more people than not act and do from a place of scarcity. And when you're already completely scared, when you're scared and you're all already completely in the place of, okay, let me go back. When mm-hmm. you're in the place of when I started the business, there is like no other way to go than up. The thing that you maybe avoided or did certain things out of scarcity so that you were never there, you're now there. (laughs) You're now there. So there's no other way to go. So what I really do and what the agency really does is we provoke in those discover sessions, in our initial conversations with our brands and businesses, we really provoke the original thought of, you know, why the business needed needs to exist, what the problem or the solution is within the, the business or the brand. And a lot of times that comes from peeling back all of those layers. Mm. And, and it, it's very much rooted in, again, you know, what, what you know, 
what you do and how you want to serve the world, right? So I just, I really think we, more than not, especially in a commission role, we, scarcity is, is evident and your client or your consumer or your network can feel that. Um, And yeah, I just, it's, it's just wild to me. It's wild the shift, you know, I've got, I've got a girlfriend who's really, I went to high school with her. She's probably one of the most successful, um, successful, you know, by my terms, um, coming out of high school. And I've stayed, you know, connected and I followed her journey. She works for Isogenics. She's really young, but she's one of the top, you know, she's one of the top leaders in, in, in the biz for Isogenics. And it's because if you go to her Instagram, you literally do not see Isogenics anywhere, anywhere. She's living her best life, her most authentic life. She shares her heart. She shares her relationship. She shares her, her, um, her transformation. And she does it so much in a way that it, it evokes and it inspires versus, you know, it, sells. And so it inevitably, when people come across her account, they're going to want to say, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. How have you found this happiness, this financial freedom? Tell me more, you know? So it's almost like, don't give away, don't give away everything and build that relationship from the very first moment, because that is going to be the most important um, that's going to be the most important attribute of that potential sale is that relationship. Right. Right. And the, and if they fall in love with you and what your, your story, then they'll buy the product, right? Anything that you sell, they'll buy anything you sell. They'll buy your freaking used Kleenex if they love who you (laughs) are, you know? And, and right. And they love your heart. So we like, we've got to build that trust first, right? And we don't do that by slap by by having the very first interaction with a human being being a, a price tag. Right. Exactly. This is so it's so true. And when you break it down like that, it's like, duh. Like why why are you know, but like it's not duh to mo- you know, it's it's not when you look at these Instagram pages. And so how much would you say your 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 life experience, you said, you know, you had the rough times, you had the horrible divorce. Mm-hmm. How and, and you already said how, you know, working at Lululemon, you realized or with Lululemon, you realized like you weren't being as mindful and you, you kind of had all these realizations. Do you how much do you feel like your divorce and the hard times really shaped you know, kind of where your life, like the trajectory of your life and where you are now, like, do you feel if it wasn't for that divorce, it wasn't for the hard things, you wouldn't be where you are right now? 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. Without a doubt. And like, Julie, I know you're an open book. So let's like, just let's go into this really quick. I would love to like workshop through this because I think that this kind of this example is really important for people to see in order to really um, have that like, aha, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And so, so let's do this. So, you know, in your, tell me something that you know, right? This is, this is one of the areas, right? Ooh, I feel like we're like doing a whole thing right now. So tell me something that you know, Um, you know, it, a lot of times what you know really comes from a place of your past. So tell me something that you know. Tell me a couple things that you know. 
Like in terms of like work related or just life related? Life related. So uh, your parents were extraordinarily giving. Um, mm, so okay. you, you know, th- and that was something that you saw or your parents were extremely hardworking and that was something that you saw. So things that right. you know and they really come from your past. Right. Um, that I I was very fortunate, not in a, it just doesn't I'm not putting any opinions on, but I was very fortunate with my upbringing and what um, I, my parents were able to provide for me. Yeah. And that I, has provided, like I'm beyond grateful and I realize that as I get older and older, even more so, um, that would be one thing. Um, uh, my parents are still married after almost 40 years. And so there's, I, you know, I know what a happy marriage, um, looks like, uh-huh. um, there's that or, or a fulfilling marriage, you know, whatever word you want to use there. Uh-huh. Um, and I've seen, and, you know, I've moved 14 times and I've, um, learned a lot about people, um, friends, friendships, the difference in, you know, opinions and how to kind of honor everyone's different opinions and where they come from. And, and, you know, I'm still working on it, but like listening better and really like taking in their side, not getting defensive. I just feel like through all my experience with all these different people I've met along the way, it's kind of shaped in and is still shaping me. Is that answer? (laughs) Well, okay. So then go back to this really quick. Cause actually we're, we're on to something here, but let's go back to this first before I ask this second question. So, um, when it, when you said that, uh, the, the defensiveness thing stood out to me, right? Um, was there an attribute or is there an attribute of yourself that, uh, you don't maybe entirely like, or you could do without that's related to defensiveness? (laughs) Yeah. So you're basically now my therapist. (laughs) Brand baby. Let's go deep. Because the detail creates leverage for you to change the dynamic. So if you're sitting there saying, oh my God, I need to change my content because my awareness isn't, you know, or my engagement isn't up. I'm saying, no, you need to like, like discover yourself again so that you are super freaking clear on your offering so that two years down the line, knock on wood, another pandemic happened. You don't feel like you need to do an entire rebrand. Like you are just so rooted in it. So, okay. So defensiveness, let's go back to the defensiveness. We don't want to derail from you. So there is a tendency within you. When, when Mm -hmm. did you start to realize that? Probably not. I would say probably not until I got older, but I would say, I mean, I probably, it goes back to, you know, it could be 10 years ago when I um, had a pretty serious boyfriend when I was living in Boston. I I think there were some things there. I, I don't remember details, but like that, it was probably, it could be over a decade ago that I started. Okay. So what, what, you know, what did it, what did it look like for you in that experience of like the defensiveness? Like, where did that come from? Like, where did that... That's what, you know, it's funny. I try, I think about it and something that stood out and maybe there's a, like a connection here when we were on our call last week and you were asking me what I did and I, you know, I was talking to you and a couple of the girls and, and I'm like, Oh, I do this, but I kept putting myself down. And one of you said, it might have been, I don't know who said it, but you were like, I hear some imposter syndrome. I think that's a major, like major part. My mom is always telling me you put yourself down all the time. Who did you you hear that from, though? That came from somewhere. So that is something that you know is imposter syndrome or self-doubt. It's like very, very evident, right? So did that come from that relationship or did that actually come before that relationship and then it was maybe like exacerbated in that relationship? 
you know, I think it might have come. Well, actually, could have. God, it really could have been that relationship or before. I think I don't know when. I always felt. I always thought I was a very confident person. You know, very sure of myself. Again, I moved a lot. Like I was. I learned to be very adaptable. And something happened over the years. It could have been from that ten year ago relationship where I. I don't know if I started doubting myself or like thinking I wasn't good enough or, or, you know, I don't know. And I mean, you're barely talking about that relationship. So I have no idea how this guy, it was honestly, I was 20, how the, I was like 21 or 20, you know, it was a year and a half relationship. Yeah. And it it was a normal, you know, normal, fine relationship. Well, I say that, but it obviously wasn't, but when we broke up, it turned very toxic and it was, it wasn't even the relationship. Although during the relationship, he would put me down. Like I worked, I worked in fashion. So I read Vogue and he was reading the economist and, you know, there'd be comments it's like, oh, I, you know, like you're reading Vogue. Yeah, I'm fucking reading Vogue. Like, so, you know, I think maybe there were things there that stood out to me. Like, you know, both his parents went to law school, Harvard and Columbia and, and, and my parents who were very, were very fine and successful and great, but like they didn't go to law school. You know, there were just things that oh, maybe me- you really forgot to like add in that key factor though. You, you say you work, you worked in fashion. Yeah. So you have literally seen like perfection. You, 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 you digested perfection like on the daily. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, yeah. that was your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like you saw that all the time. Um, right. And then you had, you know, and then you had this, what seemingly felt like a very perfect family slash boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so then like that just started to kind of creep in. So here's what's really crazy about that. So that's like, that's something that you, you know, um, and something that you do or you did even is like, you know, working in fashion, whatnot. Um, The overlap even then. So then after, after fashion, give me that. Give me that timeline. That's when I started. Um, well, I was working with a woman who had a lifestyle brand, kind of running everything for her. Um, but at that time, I also started my uh, lifestyle or fashion and lifestyle blog. Um, wrote my book. I started kind of doing more creative things for me, things that I was passionate about. Um, you know, and yeah, it's, that's that's when that started. And then I started taking on clients, and then eventually starting my own. You know, doing my own thing between my podcast, my writing, and my clients. And was that after? your, that was after that breakup? That Yes, that breakup. Yes, I still worked in fashion d- during that during that time. And then after the breakup, I think I still worked in fashion for another like four years, maybe three, th- three years, maybe. Yeah. But there, but I'm not, I don't consider myself a perfectionist. I really don't. But I, I think I, I, maybe I, I don't really know what it is, but I, I do like, I have a really close friend in my life and, and he's always like, stop, like, almost like stopping me, like, st- I, you're good how you are. Like, st- you know, and so it's not like just my mom who has said this. So I don't know, maybe there's something there. Yeah. And I mean, you help, you help other people like, look, you, here's what's really funny too, is that then all of a sudden, so that's like what you know, you, you know this stuff, right? right. Like this is like, that comes from your relationship. And then the same question that you asked me, right? Do you think that the success right. of your business came from, you know, that that divorce? And the answer is yes. Um, what's really, you know, yeah, I mean, this is, this, these, these things all coexist. And that's like ultimately right. what I'm trying to get to, right? So you, what you know is, you know, you worked in fashion, you did see 
you know, perfection. Um, you, you probably internalized a little bit of that. You had a relationship that drew out that side of you. Cause you know, there's people that draw out not the best version of us right. or there are people that draw out the best version of us at all times. Right. right? And so at this time, particularly in correlation with what you were already doing, you know, career wise doing, um, you had relationships that really, uh, exacerbated something that was like already there. Right. And, and something that maybe was like seated and had been there, but it really, it like lit, it like added fuel to that, to that flame, right. That like right. little tiny flame. And so ultimately you came out of that and that has shaped your trajectory for your business. Now, you know, what are you, I mean, we know what you're doing. People that listen to your podcast, right. know who you are. Right. But, um, what, explain what you're doing. Like just, just so I can like round Robin. So you've got your podcast and right. other aspect of your business. Just do that so I can bring it full circle. Oh yeah. So I have a podcast and then I have, um, I, I sometimes write articles for my website and then I work with clients on their, you know, digital marketing needs, whether that's email marketing, um, podcast management, uh, um, content creation, yeah. web, you know, design and, and really anything under the digital marketing umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's super interesting that from you going, you going from fashion that you actually veered away into a more, um, it's like a more transparent, right? Like a more authentic mm -hmm. light, like fashion. And mm -hmm. we know the fashion world is, is, you know, well, we just, yeah. we know, we know, <laughs> we know. Right? Yeah. Um, the fashion yeah. world yeah. can make you feel really, really shitty about yourself. And so you went in the direction so much so com almost completely like a, a 180 and you have a podcast now called hashtag no filter. So you went <laughs> right. from working in fashion a very overly filtered industry mm -hmm. very like shitty about yourself in your relationship to this now here's what i also want to know in the midst of you going into this next relationship or whatever and then going through what you're going through with oh my divorce like my marriage yeah what yeah what when was that how far after that relationship um was that? Let me think. So we broke up in 2000. Um, I would say it was eight to nine, nine to that. Three years later is when I um, reconnect because I knew I'm growing up, reconnected with my ex-husband. And then we, you know, long distance for a little while, then engaged a year later. We, we basically were together, I think, seven or eight total years, married six. Uh, was is, was he totally, totally different than the guy that you were in the relationship with for six years? Oh, my God. You couldn't even compare the two. So, oh, my God. This is what's crazy. Okay. So with the guy that you were in your six-year relationship with, was he like... He seemed very, he seemed like he's, he's, my ex-husband and him would be really great friends. Um, like <laughs> their parents, their parents, we should connect them. They'd be best friends. We should. They, you know, his parents were very established. His dad owned a business, family of six, you know, um, very, I, I thought I wanted to be that, like very pottery barn. Right. I was like, oh my God, right. pottery barn. You know, what's so crazy is like, I can't even step foot in a pottery barn. It like makes me like <laughs> my gag reflexes kick in and so then I walk <laughs> right over to West Elm, which are their sisters, but they were also very opposite, you know? Right. So, right. um, so yeah, I mean, it's really funny how that works, but you know, I felt a lot of insecurity and if that insecurity, I was overweight. 
Um, I actually, you know, it's really crazy, Julie, we're, we are so similar. So I went to school, I did not finish college, but I went to school, community college, Grand Rapids Community College for Mm -hmm. fashion. And you did? I didn't finish school. I got into Columbia for journalism. So I just like (gasps) love, love, love writing and all things creative. And my whole family was like, be a doctor, be a lawyer. I was like, hell no. Um, I'm like, I can't pick up a textbook. I'm dyslexic. I'm like, I'm on, you know, right, I'm on right. 70 milligrams of Vyvanse and I, I can't even, you know, I read one paragraph and I'm like, what did I just read? You know, so right. I'm like, I, there's no way I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer. So I love creative outlets. I applied to fit them. Um, you know, wow. I, I actually got in, but I couldn't afford it with a single mom. And uh-huh. that's okay. Cause that wasn't my path, you know, but I started a right. fashion magazine. I wanted to what I started a extremely local fashion magazine called a la mode, not the ice cream, Um, but like, you know, current trend in French Mm -hmm. terms. Mm -hmm. And then um, I it was 100 pages every quarter, you know, in like publication for those of you guys, you know, in in you know, editorial publication, like, right. It's, it's expensive. There are so uh-huh. many aspects that go into that and printing. And back then it wasn't like the digital thing wasn't the way to go. Like it was, you, it had to be printed right. in order to like establish right. rapport um, and credit. Right. So I, I started a fashion magazine. I, I became, you know, I totally poured myself into that. I was overweight. I was not totally confident in, I didn't finish. School. You were overweight. You're like the hottest thing. Have oh you seen her Instagram, Shut guys? Up. Shut up. No, I was. I was like 175 pounds, almost 200 pounds. Oh, and wow. you know what's really crazy is that's when I said yes to my ex-husband. That's when I proposed and I said yes. And there were so many things that I really looked at his family and I was like, God, your family is perfect. And I felt really insecure about his family being really perfect. But for some reason, I felt like because I didn't come from an extraordinarily perfect family that I needed to have that. It was like really, really, really important for me to have that, for me to have the home that people wanted to come over to, for me to not move every year of my life like I did. You know, I'm sorry, mom. I know you did the best that I can when you hear this. I know you did the best I can. She's a stellar human being and like, I mean, extremely hot, but you know, I just, um, that's where I get it from. Right. But, (laughs) but like, I, 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 I like needed that because I didn't, I didn't have that. So that became really, really important to me. And, um, I felt I, but it added to my insecurity because I was, I was like, oh God, how am I going to live up to this? How am I going to live up to this standard? You know, and his like family didn't drink. So I should have, that. I should have taken that as a red flag. That should have been a fucking red flag. (laughs) I have to drink a bottle of wine before Thanksgiving in my car in order to just go in and be in conversation with you like that. I have to sneak in a mini bottle of Patron to the family weddings. Like this is <laughs> what is happening I love here? You. So I, yeah, and and that's when I said yes, and it, I lost all of this weight right before my wedding, and that's when I really started to yeah. doubt myself. And actually, that's when I got my job with Lululemon. I had applied for a job with Lululemon when I was overweight, and I didn't get it. And I came back to buy pants for myself, and then they were like, "Wait a second, we like." What, who are you? You're like a totally different person. And I was, I was so wait, this is why, but this is why you said you, you didn't feel good about yourself once you lost the weight. No, I didn't feel good about myself at all. When I said yes in my marriage. And then I had a wedding to prep for and I needed to look hot in a dress. 
duh. Right. So I started, right. I started to lose weight. And then the moment my, my wedding was right around the corner, I got a job at Lululemon even though I had interviewed when I was overweight, I didn't get it then. I they I actually went in to buy myself a pair of workout pants when I was like, you know, looking looking better than I did the first right. time. And then I they asked me to come in for an interview and I got the job with them. And then I, oh. you know, got married and leading up to the days before getting married, and I was, you know, I had lost all of this weight and I felt really great about myself. I was a different person. Mm-hmm. Not only did my divorce really shape me, to be honest with you, my fitness journey and how that impacted me mentally and physically mm-hmm. really also shaped my trajectory. Like yeah. what I put in my body, what I consumed, you know, uh, the the level in which I moved my body, um, right. really, they were all very directly correlated, hence me working for Lululemon. So right. like that, I was a really different person. And then I had started to wow. recognize some narcissistic tendencies that really came out in a very different way than when I was overweight. Um, when I was like skinny and feeling great, not even just skinny. I don't even want to say that. That's mm-hmm. stupid because I'm all about body image, but but fit. Like I was fit, like mm-hmm. mentally and physically. You felt good. I felt awesome. Right. So that is like that. And then and then moving to Chicago and moving away from my family and his family, mm-hmm. it started to become it started to become really evident that I was a very different person than when I said yes. So right. you know you and I are the same person. Like I have chills, I'm gonna start crying. Like everything is the exact things that I this is wild. Yeah, so, I get it. Yeah, and so like so so even my relationship now, my boyfriend now, exact opposite of my ex-husband, wow. like the exact opposite. Because I said, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Perfectionism. Right. That, wow. I mean, uh, when yeah. you said the way thing, like la- last year or probably kind of in the past years, I gained 30 pounds, 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to eventually do a whole podcast on this whole thing, I think. But I, I gained 35 pounds. I've lost basically all of it at, by this point. And people are like, how? I'm like, well, get divorced in a pandemic. Oh, my God. Too, but- That's what I right. Everyone's like, how are you 9% body fat? I, was, I went a little extreme. But 9% body fat. <laughs> I don't want to stay at home. So I do soul cycle in the morning. I do right. boot camp in the middle of the day. And I run at night. And then I go to but you're happy doing that. Like you enjoy it. Like you're happy doing that, That was doing the that, right? only thing that I like had enjoyed right. though at that point, you know, right. was that? It's, that's right. And I, you know, it's funny. I felt like for me, and I know I'm all about body image, like feel good in your own skin. I wish I could feel good at any size. And for me, if I don't feel good in my own skin, if I don't feel lighter, I am not myself. It's just who I am. I, 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 I wish I could say that I could be 30 pounds overweight and be fine, but I can't like, it's just not for me. So I lost all this weight. I'm still losing. I'm still like toning up. I work out six days a week and my whole, and this is all going on during pandemic, during divorce, during other shit. And I've also never been in the best place in my life mentally ever. And I am divorced. I'm 34 and divorced. I live alone. You know, all these things. I still have, I cry still a lot. I still have a lot of shit going on. But oh God, I, it's the fact that like, 
No, it's crazy. It's like when when my ex-husband, Matthew, who is the greatest human, and we, I saw him last night, we we're on great terms. When we got engaged, when I said yes, I was a completely different person than I am now. And it's so clear why we didn't end up making it. And it's not because he's a bad person or, any, or we even had any issues, really. But I was a completely different person than I am now. I, I didn't know myself. I wasn't confident. I mean, there's so much. So it just makes so much sense what you just said. About yeah, okay. Life. And so like, then, then to like, go back to that though, you know, your, your, your experiences, AKA the, what you know, right. And the things it doesn't, right. it doesn't have to be at age five childhood. It could just be right. within the years that truly start to shape the mindset at 21 years old, you're still, your, your mindset, your mind, your brain is like, it, it's everything, right? It dictates yep. everything. So, you know, how you were back when you were 21, working for a very cutthroat industry, right? really, you know, maybe even kind of in a, in a subconscious way, set you up to be in the relationship that you were in at 21 right. to feel what you felt during that relationship and through those early twenties. And then to say, holy shit, hell no to that type of person. And then go in a completely opposite direction. Now mm -hmm. here's what comes with the completely opposite direction though. The completely opposite direction can sometimes mean that the person that you're dating might not fully understand why there is no there is no um, differentiator between your work and what you do and your heart. They're, they're totally aligned. And when you are totally aligned, that's your purpose. Damn. Yeah. Right? And so 1,000%. I can't say, oh my God, let's go for drinks at five, because I just clocked out, I don't clock, my heart doesn't clock out. I hope to God my, hope, right. my heart doesn't clock out. My heart doesn't clock out. Right. And what I do is a direct reflection of my heart. So there is no turning that off. When you feel that way, you know you are in your purpose. That is a pulse check for your purpose. Wow. I just got chills. That's so fucking true. When your heart doesn't check out, that is your purpose. That is your purpose. And so what happens right. is, you know, Julie, I would love to know because you are so transparent. This guy is amazing. Yeah. And my, my my guy right now is really amazing. But you went in, you did the pendulum swing. We all do the pendulum. The culture does pendulum swings. Politics does pendulum. So we, it's, yeah. it's always a pendulum swing, right? There's like, we go from one extreme to another. So you got into a relationship with someone probably who was like really extremely loving. Like it didn't feel as beyond old. like his, his favorite thing was you, his passion yep. was you. And you were kind of like, well, why, you know, and you like mm -hmm. a little resistant to that mm -hmm. probably. Right. And right. so right. you, that when, so what did he do? What was his job? It, 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 for work, he was a home builder, and now he has works in the audio uh, video industry. So he was also kind of in a creative industry. Yeah, yeah, and and but but even even so, if you went from you know uh, an Ivy League family to someone like this who is the exact opposite, there is probably right. a lot more love, right? Um, you go from right. a pit bull to a, a golden retriever. And right. it's a different, it's just a totally different dynamic, right? Um, right. So you, yeah, I would say that my boyfriend now is just so much more filled by love. 
Um, if right. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, live to work, he works to live. And I actually hate that analogy for the exact reason that I said prior to this, that I do honestly feel like if you are 100% aligned with your purpose, you don't need to check out. You right. Know? Do you mean even from the standpoint of like, you're answering emails at midnight? No. Or- oh, God, no. Okay. Oh, God, okay, good. No. <laughs> I just mean the heartbeat for what you do doesn't, you don't right. you need to sh- dial that out. You don't need to shut that off. Um, it, right. It's still ingrained in your conversations at happy hour, right? And and mm-hmm. like you, you talk about those things because it lights you up. No. Oh, my gosh. Like I'm, I'm actually a pretty awful person at boundaries, but I've been, I've gotten a lot better as yeah. One, of our, one of our clients is um, is Tony Robbins. Like we do work for oh, oh, that's why it's amazing. and um, right. some people on his leadership team. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like people, it, it really actually did change my life going to Tony Robbins. But what's really funny is I was helping one of his national speakers grow her brand prior to have, having ever experienced like the fullness of and being fully submersed in the the Tony Robbins world. And when I was, I was like, oh, I get it. Like I'm I'm not, I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid, like I'm swimming in it. And, wow. and it really, really, really allowed me to relinquish a lot of the things that um, have held me back um, and held me right. back in the way of there, you know, because of certain self doubts and because of past experiences, it's it's the there's the cost has been high for where I'm at right, right now, and the cost has been either a relationship um, or the the quality of the relationship that I desire, right. or the openness or the transparency of the relationships that I desire, or the boundaries that I desire to set but don't maybe know how to or fall back into pattern. So like how to Uh really get out of that. But before that and before Tony Robbins, it became also very evident that what we've taught over the last four and a half, almost five, like five years through the creative agency is very much aligned with, yeah, heart, spirit, purpose, passion. Mm -hmm. And that is very different than you creating a a billboard or like developing someone's website because there's not enough traffic, you know, or giving a brand a facelift. Like we are the brand doctors. So we go in and we assess the brand as a whole. And with that, we truly are doctors. We like go in and we assess the heartbeat of the brand. Does this still connect with you? If it doesn't connect with you, it sure as hell doesn't connect with your audience. You can't expect anything less, right? And so they are all very aligned. And so to my point is, Julie, how do you, what we know, what you do and what you have done, and then how you want to serve the world, how do you want to serve the world? I mean, I, it's I, the through, well, it doesn't have to be the podcast, but through a platform that, um, the times that I guess like fill my bucket or that this specific bucket up the most is when I'm 
you know, chatting on Insta stories and I get all these DMs about, because I've been open about my divorce and my anxiety and how I take Zoloft every day and how I used to have this fear of flying where I couldn't even get on the plane or I get like all these things that people relate to. So I guess it's just, it's going back to, um, I don't want to sound cheesy, but like not inspiring, but kind of just like, like, um, I guess it is inspiring other people are like letting them know they're not alone or I want to like, I, it's, it's confusing for me because I want to share this real side of me, these fears, these anxieties, my divorce, all this stuff. But I also like, I'm, I'm a shit show. Like I, I say fuck every word. I drink so much fucking wine. I drink diet Coke. I'm probably dying from it. Like I, and I like to be funny and you know, so I want to combine and it's weird because I feel like my personality sometimes can maybe be seen not as inauthentic, but I have this one side of me that's very deep and, and thrives on deep conversations and connection. Literally a deep conversation with a guy for me is foreplay. Like, don't even do any, just give me like a good, like it's literally the converse. But then on the other side of me, I'm like playful and funny and animated and whatever, but they're both real. They're just opposite, but maybe not opposite. They're not opposite. So I, they yeah, actually yeah. coexist really beautifully together. You just like haven't found that recipe yet. Exactly. Right? <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you just haven't found that recipe yet. And how yeah. you find that recipe is through truly the formula of right. identifying your full and truest purpose. Right. And the focus areas of that purpose and like kind of the navig the navigation system of that purpose really lies in your passions and your passions are Julie, you know, what break your heart and yeah. what lights you up. And, but they're kind of this, the kind, well, not that the divorce lights me up, but talking about it and like connect, I guess connection so, and like connection is what I thrive on. So, but if you were to talk divorce, what breaks your heart is anyone that is maybe in a relationship and is yes. complacent and is in a relationship, yes. but can't feel their fullest and their truest self, maybe yes. is in a relationship and feels like there's a filter. But in yeah. what everyone sees and they say, oh, my God, you guys are so cute together. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, you guys are going to be so great. You're so meant to be together. Why aren't you married? Or, oh, my God, I'm so happy you're married. Or, oh, my gosh, I totally look up to your marriage. And then right. that's the filter. And then you go home and you see it differently. And so what I think is really actually quite cool is you've experienced that filter. And you've also experienced the loneliness in that filter. And the mm-hmm. the, the um inauthentic not like no fulfillment or yeah, in, yeah yeah the inauthentic um transactions transactions truly transactions that go with yeah. um being filtered and now you're offering this platform that is 100% unfiltered right right and you can be your fullest and your truest self, you can drink 17 Diet Cokes on here and people are going to think it's hilarious. They're going to hear you pouring wine in the background at three o'clock in the middle of the day and think it's awesome because of the whole premises of the podcast. But also, you know, it, I, I do truly think that it is important. And I know you and I talked that talked about, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go a little deeper into this at a later date, but yeah, figuring out how both sides of Julie should and can coexist right. for the benefit of you making the most impact that you possibly can. That's all I want. Like that's all. And I think that's you, like you hit the nail on the fucking head. Like I, and I've talked about it before that I can't, I feel like these two sides of me sometimes 
clash when they shouldn't like they shouldn't Mm -mm. right not at all oh my god I feel like this is like fuck (laughs) I can't wait to set up another call now I we really need to work together (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah you're you're you you have a gift uh, like Ali like you not only you're you're so smart and you can tell just how your comp how you run your company and everything but you have have you always been this insightful and this is it because you've been through a lot of therapy I mean I know you've been through a lot of stuff have you been to therapy or is this just you I mean you know you you really are insightful yeah I I think that um you know at a young age I uh, really experienced a lot of things, a lot of things that like a child just shouldn't experience. And mm-hmm. so I, I like, I, I studied it. Um, I internalized it and I brought it into my adult years, but I studied it. I studied why people did the things that they did to me, you know, um, mm-hmm. why I, my dad wasn't as present as I know that he desired to be, but just wasn't. And, um, you know, why my mom really didn't find a true partner until I was out of, you know, almost out of the house. Um, and those mm-hmm. were the, the years that shaped me, um, or should shape or do shape, you know, uh, uh, uh humans. And so, I studied a lot of that and I saw a lot of things and I met a lot of people and I was exposed to a lot. And, uh, I, I think, you know, a lot of people hear more of my story, which I am totally an open book, but I think a lot of people hear more of my story, but my past really in your past really does shape everything. Mm -hmm. And, there's a, and with that, there's a decision and you have to just decide that your circumstance doesn't define you, that you can actually in your adult years reshape your inner child if you decide to and sharing those experiences over opinion on politics and movements and pandemic and all these other things going on, it it allows people to know you and hear you and receive you so much better than sharing the opinion that again still comes from or the job title or the thing that right. you do, which still again stems from your past. Mm-hmm. And so I just I overcame and I've, I I continue to overcome through sharing and through right. exercising with others on how to share and how to lean into those experiences and say those aren't those may have been the things that wounded me but they are the things that actually have shaped me and the exposure that your audience and your network and your community has to that mm-hmm. and, exactly. and how to get past any kind of emotion or resistance to sharing that. And so, yeah, you're not totally wrong in the fact that we, it, it is a little bit like 
therapy as well. Uh, yeah, it's totally therapy. Yeah, <laughs> but like in an amazing way because you're it, it brings it 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 all is connected, it's and I so well, connected. connective consulting, connected. but it's all connected. And but it takes maybe a someone like you and a company like you, a person like you to connect those dots because I can't fucking connect them. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think, wow. I think the, the best compliment I've ever. I've ever gotten from, you know, a friend and a client is, and, and other people will say this and vouch for it is that our agency really is a mirror. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's, it's like the, the mirrors that you like, you like, you know, the ones that have the good lighting, the ones that, uh, they, sh- they show you actually how you really are, but you see it differently than the fluorescent, mm-hmm. right? Like the fluorescent mirrors or the dim lighting, you don't see all of it maybe, or the fluorescent where you're just like, God, I look awful. Is that really how I look? Right. No one, I'm not going to take a picture of myself, you know? Uh, we hold up the mirror that you really like to look at. And right. It's like the perfect angles and it's you, And I'm not making, we're not, you know, we're not molding you into the person that we think that you should be. We're just drawing out the aspects of you that really are going to allow for you to have the type of connection and build the type of rapport and, you know, credit um, that you ultimately want in order to get all of the other things in life that you want, like money, like impact. Um, exactly. And that's, and what it's so, and so you're, when you talk about the mirror, it, it, but it's also like, you're holding this amazing, you know, the mirror that makes you feel your best up, but it's, it, it also, you can tell it's coming from such an authentic, passionate, real place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can feel it. Like, I hope people listening, I think they'll be able to feel it yeah. even just listening to this whole conversation. Yeah. And it's pretty powerful and it's pretty fucking amazing. And I want to keep talking, but before, so I want to ask you one more thing and yeah. then ask where people can follow you. And then we're going to do an extra little like minute of my quick fire round mm-hmm. that goes to my Patreon members. Oh. But I want to wrap the, the, the general, you know, not the general, but like everyone who can hear this now, because I think you're going to have a really good one. What is your favorite or or no what what motto or quote or something of that nature do you try to live by every day like if there's one thing you can leave everyone with right now that's kind of helped you or shaped you what would what would you say i mean it it's the quote that i began with it's lead with who you are over what you do mm-hmm. it yeah it's lead with who you are over what you do and hear that right lead with right. who you you all capital letters who you are over what you do and if you have purpose and you have a why you become the offering all caps you oh my god that's so good if you have a purpose and the why you become the offering yeah yeah, that's really fucking good. God, you, this whole conversation, like I, I feel like I just had therapy. Literally just feel like I had therapy on my oh, own podcast. Um, just kidding. No, you are, you are, <laughs> you are, you are beyond, like I just want to go have a glass of wine with you right now and just chat for the next five hours um, because I mean, you're amazing. Um, Tell everyone, um, think, I mean, um, first tell everyone where they can follow you and where they can reach Connective yeah. Consulting and all of yeah. that. Yeah, so you can, you can follow me on Instagram at Allie Nauta. Um, A-L-Y-N-A-U-T-A. 
And then you can follow Connective Consulting as well. And it's just spelled like it sounds. Um, our website is connected to really both both my personal and the business platform. Um, and or you can always just shoot me uh, an individual email. And that's at ConnectiveConsultingChicago at gmail.com. So mm-hmm. I, and, and spelled it like it sounds, I know it's like lots of C's and it's really long, but just make sure there's typos <laughs> in there. Sometimes that happens, but yeah. I'll put it all in the, the description connective too. And she means, yeah. she totally, say that again. I said, yeah, connectiveconsulting at gmail.com, but yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And she also, um, she means it when Ali says like, you can email me, like she gave me her cell phone number the first time we talked, like she means it that you can email her and, and it directly. Yeah. I mean, there, and I also meant it when I said there really is no disconnect between, um, what I do and, and, you know, my heart. So I just right. love connecting with people like you, Julie, you're such an, in- yeah incredible human being. And this is really two hours deep of us ever having conversations in our life. I just feel like you're a a friend mate, a soulmate, a soul friend mate. I'm going to cry. I love you. Thank you so much. I'm going to like move to Chicago and be friends with you. (laughs) So, okay. Um, thank you. So, so, but we're going to, so first, thank you so, so much for, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, this could be one of definitely one of my definitely the most um, powerful conversations I've had in 86 episodes mm-hmm. on it. Um, usually it doesn't go the personal like I, it, you know, people ask me questions and that's fine, but it never has gone this deep. And it's it was it's amazing. And you're just incredible. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. Julie. I appreciate of you. course, of course. And there you have it. Didn't you guys like Did you guys love it as much as I did? I mean, I was just blown away. I think Allie is so inspiring, so insightful, and just smart. If you are looking for a creative agency for your personal brand, I highly recommend reaching out to Connective Consulting, reaching out to Allie directly. I'm also happy to connect you if you want to reach out to me. Um, Just I'm blown away by what she has built and her story. So I hope you love this episode. Be sure to follow her. As always, you can follow me at by Julie Lauren on everything. And again, check out patreon.com slash Julie Lauren if you want those extra perks. Thank you so much as always for listening and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.